0: Hey everybody, Zach here. Before we get started with the podcast, I just want to let you know about our sponsor, Anchor. We're new to podcasting here at Salty Saints, and Anchor has made it so easy for us to get started. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast, so let me explain a little bit about it. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. The best part about Anchor, though, is that it's absolutely free. So if you, like us, want to get your word out there, you want to try your hand at podcasting, make sure that you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, thank you for listening to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast, where we hope to better equip you to be salt and light to your community, and to spread the word about Jesus Christ to those around you. I am Zach, I'm your host, and today I am hanging out with my friend Jimmy Parker, he works with me here at New Hope Church, and uh, he's always got something fun to say, Uh, likes likes to ask a lot of really good questions, so I thought he'd be great to get on here. Uh, today we are going to be attempting to talk about what church should look like. What 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 should the church look like? And that is a pretty interesting topic. But before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Jimmy?
1: Yeah, um, forty nine year old husband uh three kids ranging from 19 to 6 uh grew up in indianapolis on the somewhat northwest side um moved to this area 15 years ago started working here at new hope it's been about two and a half years um it's been a real blessing um not what i expected in life for sure um thinking of where i was at your age and thought there's no way that would be uh uh Possible if somebody would have told me, here's your future, but
0: here I am, uh, working at New Hope Church. It's been great. Excellent. I, in all fairness, I mean, like three years ago, had you told me that I was going to be here, I probably would have laughed at you. So, um, that, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I mean, a lot of changes, you know.
1: Yeah, three weeks ago, somebody said you're doing a podcast now.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, what what do you do? What is your job title here? The uh, official
1: title is Director of Facilities and Guest Services, so my role is to take care of the church or make sure somebody's taking care of something that it, something I can't do. Uh, that's the kind of Monday through Saturday main thing, and then Sunday um, gets more in the hospitality end of it, um, throughout the week as well, but Sunday it, it's a little more than than the other days of the week, but uh, just, you know managing out that's the right word we have such great people um but you know greeters and making sure uh people we have not met before are greeted well and we can make some connections for them and 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 uh help them with their time here at new hope and those sorts of things um uh, but there's some of that throughout the week but sunday usually it's where it's a little more amped
0: up because the number of people coming in at one time for sure um and, and that's kind of an interesting focus there. You said on Sunday, you know, that's when it's amped up. That's when the majority of people are here. And uh, I do want to kind of touch on that a little bit. But uh, I guess my, uh, the topic I guess we're trying to cover is like, what, what should church look like? And I'm interested to hear just right off the bat without any prompting what, what would you say to that question?
1: Here comes 30 minutes of questions. (laughs) That's Uh, good. Questions are good (laughs) because that
0: gives you something to chew on. And it doesn't probably look like we're going to come up with the the exact answer of that (laughs) in the next 30 minutes. But I hope that we can piece some things together that maybe some people haven't thought about before or maybe you and I haven't even thought of before. I don't know. But like – something. So the the reason I asked this is because I look at church in the Western hemisphere and it, it looks unhealthy to me. It looks very unhealthy to me. That's a controversial thing to say. Probably going to make a lot of people mad, but I don't think we are doing the best we could be doing. And so that's what, that's what prompted me to ask this. Um, and I say we, as in, Christians, not be as in any part, particular church, but um, yeah. So well, anyway, that that is a hard one. Um,
1: I think the problem is we lose common ground, and, and there's certainly tenets of and truths of the Christian faith that uh, uh, don't change no matter what we're doing. Um, so what does church look like? Um, well, there's a lot of variables in that. You know, what 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 do you mean Sunday morning? Do you mean
0: yeah?
1: What what we do when we're outside of the building, in the building, right. with our neighbors, with a group? I mean, that's it's a there's thirty days of discussion. Uh, first of all, what what church are we talking about? And so if we're um talking about the church as a whole, you know not not the building
0: capital c church y- but, yeah.
1: yeah um the church is wherever you are your 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 first act and and the lens you look through is is the lens of Jesus and everything you're doing um which is can seems pretty simple. Um and it, and it is. So but we live in a sinful world world. We're sinners and that quickly unravels. So what's good is we have these buildings or these spaces, these homes, these groups that we get back and and kinda sharpen ourselves up again, uh, hopefully with uh good um good friends and family that that understand that and we we have this central thing which we're looking for is through is is Jesus and gets us right back on track and and we know how to deal with the ups and downs of what we do um so I don't know if I'm getting (laughs) no you're it's funny you're actually
0: covering a lot of the things I was gonna kind of bring up so I, I mean
1: that's a very simplistic way of describing it um right
0: but it's kind of the heart of it
1: Right, and then we muddy it up, and how do we do that? Right, well, um, that's just what people yeah. do, though. Right? <laughs> and then, you know, what? Uh, if we look at a different area, what a church looks like, well, if we're talking about what takes place in a building, well, that's really uh, a lot of variety and a lot of personal preferences come into place. But I think the church, though, I mean, it has central things that, that make it what it is, and the. the, the the very core, the very start and the end is, 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 God and Jesus. That's, and then it works out from there. Um, and there's certain things with that, what what we're taught in the Bible and what, what Jesus taught and how he lived, that we can't change that. Um, th- those are things that we have to. What do I say? These are things we have to realize. This is what he said. This is what he set in place. These are the things that bind us together now as a church.
0: Right. Now, there are other things within that that are a little more hazy, a little more controversial. That's where we get all those denominations from. Right. But at the core of it, we do have to land on those same fundamentals. Uh, right. Right. I'm with you. Before, okay, so you're you're going into, like, everything I want to touch on, but we're kind of like, this is a good little, like, intro, because these are, like, little little samplers, you know? Um, but I kind of want to break it down and start, like, looking at that sort of piece by piece. Um, so the, the first question I had is, is the church a building or the people? Because... I think there's a lot of people that would land on either side of that, and i i I do believe there is a correct answer to this um but the thing that I looked up is the the Greek word ekklesia is what we see as church so often, and it's a feminine noun, which is kind of funny because the church is also referred to as the bride right so that's kind of an interesting little thing there. But uh, it means a gathering of citizens from their home to a public place, or it's an assembly. And so the ch- the church, the word church in Greek means it's a gathering or it's an assembly. And so that right away tells me it's not the building. That tells me it's the people. The building is a place where they gather. But I'm curious what what you would kind of throw in on that.
1: Yeah. Um I I don't there's nothing there I can add or take away. Um it it is a group of people just somewhere over in the church's history. I mean they they've always met somewhere. Um maybe they didn't have churches like you know, of course like what we have today, but they they had places where they met. Um right. whether somebody's home, a uh, a market, you know, uh, you know down by the seaside, you know, there was always a place. Um uh, it was probably less important to them, right, than it is now. And that's kind of what I'm touching on. Yeah.
0: Um so often today, I think we hear <laughs> so many uh complaints. I mean, I've never been at a church that didn't have parts of the building that they were just that like were held sacred to them, you know, yeah. um whether that be uh, the carpet, or the pews, or the the way the cross was hung, or where the cross was hung, or if there was a cross, or you know uh, where the organ sat. There's so many variables, and at the end of the day, they really don't matter. They're really not biblical things. They're not. No, that's
1: all preferences. It's all preference, and and what you, either preferences or expectations, maybe what you grew up in, what you think you ought to see. Right. Um,
0: and, and, and let me say, too, I don't mean to say that the cross is not a biblical thing. Mm-hmm. The cross is clearly a biblical thing, but it's a symbol of our faith. Jesus is present with us, whether that is that is hung or not. I was referring more to the carpet or pews. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Right. Yeah. So where are we? <laughs> the, 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 they're more preferences. They're more... Oh, sure.
1: I, I mean, I like to think that, that if if... And we've seen this, um, if you watch the news, if if something happened to the church that you and I attend, I mean, you know, you could have a fire or something, that we wouldn't as a body cease to exist as that body. We would rally together and go, okay, well, we're going to meet here. We're going to get together here. You know, if not, then then it is about the building, I guess, but... Right, you know, um, and that happens. I mean, churches, things happen to them for various reasons. They 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 still meet. They still. uh, That shouldn't stop us. And and so that 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 to me is just more uh, tangible proof that it's not about the building and what's in it. Um, it, It's about the people that make it up. I mean, that's what really comes down to. to, to what keeps you at a church talking about the building is not the building itself there but might the be things that are attracted to you and you get into the preferences and things but i think those are going to be short-lived if if you're not forming a relationship if you're not forming a relationship and getting some kind of communion or or some kind of community with the people that are there that's
0: what's really gonna absolutely
1: otherwise you i mean there's lots of things we think are neat now. Right. They get old and boring.
0: Right. I mean, just look at the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But you're not going to wait 30 years for it to come back around. It's already
0: back, man. That's yeah. it. Um. Yeah. No, I agree. So, yeah, kind of talking about preferences are kind of like traditions. They're, they're man-made, you know. Um, We kind of elevate them as these special things. And they are important. They're they're not a bad thing, but we can't let them get in the way of our mission, right? Right. And so my next question is, well, so if the church is the people, the church is the gathering, that can take place anywhere. That doesn't have to take place at a particular time or a particular place. And if that is the case... Why do we put so much effort into Sunday morning and so little effort into everything else? And once again, I'm calling out everybody here. This is across the board. We look at Sunday morning like it's this elevated thing, which is, it's very much, it's the Sabbath. You know, that's what we're looking at there. But we're supposed to be that, we're supposed to be that every day. So why is it Sunday that gets all the attention?
1: Uh I well I think you know I don't know this for sure I, but I would think because of the Sabbath uh and what that means is there's a tradition there and I think it's I think it's a good one um, I think on the good side it's we have that time that we get together as a community that believe in certain things. And we come from, you know, different backgrounds, you know, different jobs, whatever. But here's a time that we're all together, different ages, um, that we get t- – hopefully, there's together we get to worship and we t- participate in that worship. I think the Sunday morning th- – At least for me, uh, that's what needs to be first, the priority. Okay. Thank you, God, for today. I made it through this week. Right. I didn't do it on my own. Right. You know, um, the bad stuff that happened this week, I got through it. Right. Thank you. Right. You know, I can't wait for this week, you know. um, You know, that's very simplistic, but you know, that let's be joyful at the time. And we're together doing that together. Right. And it brings us together, that community. There's there's just this thing that binds us together. And here's our chance as a group to, to worship and also, you know, at least spend an hour thinking about our lives, what our lives mean, you know, what direction we're going. I mean, just to set aside, you know, an hour isn't much, but right. it's better than, than nothing.
0: Right. But see, but so that's what I'm wanting to address, though. So, is, it, so it, we
1: get to spin that. I mean, I don't, you know, a lot of times I might check out of what a song we're playing or whatever, but I'm, okay, Lord, what are you doing? I mean, I've thought about that. You know, I can remember moments, um, well, I'll tell you, time in church – Uh, a church my wife and I were going to when we met and got married. Um, At that time, I was kind of playing both sides of the fences. I was uh, in the transformation of becoming a real Christian and not just one that states it. But I was very much still holding on to um, other parts of my life that were holding that part back. Right. Nothing necessarily bad. It was just priority of time, really. Right. You know, can't go to this. Can't go to church because uh, there's a softball game that's really important, a tournament game. You know, th- those sorts of things. So right. it wasn't, uh, you know, giving up drinking or going to church. It wasn't quite. But still, it was a distraction. Right. And holding me back.
0: Which, I mean, is equally
1: right. wrong. You know, And it's- and I can remember... um sitting in this church and just this, not, not guilt, but just this question came over me. Okay. What are you going to do? And it wasn't a prompting for me. It's like, you have to make a decision because it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for my wife. And really it wasn't good for the, the other people. You know, I might've been involved with in my life because I was, I was trying to make everybody happy and wasn't making anybody happy because it was just little pieces. And I, and I remember that morning, uh, I can see it right now, looking at the pastor. I said, "I got to make a decision right, right now. What am I going to do?" And I made, you know, fortunately, thank, thank you, Lord. Said, "All right, my faith is going to have to take priority." And it did, and and it worked out fine. I, but I, you know, I had to tell uh, other people, you know, look, I still want to be involved with this stuff, but. If it if it becomes obstruction to my walk in faith, you know, can't do it. So that might mean, you know, something as simple as if we are winning in a softball tournament Sunday morning, I won't be there. Right. You know. Right. And it's not because going to church I can check off the box, but I needed that, you know, because I knew if I didn't even just go to church, wasn't present in that community, the faith wasn't going to start growing. There was no water on the seed there. Right. Um, so, I th- so that's the good part of having a building or a place.
0: Right. And and so I'm with you. I, yeah. I definitely think, like, having a place is important. Having a place where you can gather is huge. Having a time where you can gather is huge. My thing is it's almost like we've put Sunday on a pedestal. Does that make sense? Like, well, yeah. Like that we don't see any other day of the week as a capable alternative. Like – but it's about us gathering.
1: Yeah, you know and, what I mean. And I don't even know if that's anything new. Uh, oh, it's definitely not. I, I, you know, I can remember, and this might be a horrible example, but I I remember um, hearing or seeing the documentary something of now the guy's name's slipping my mind, but he, Satan, um, he had a church of Satan. He, he he's like one of the Anton Levay. Yes. Yeah. And and one of the things he noticed. Because I think he worked in a carnival or he, he was something like yeah. that. Okay. So he'd see these guys, these people on Saturday nights, you know, living one lifestyle, and then Sunday morning, see him at church, you know, begging for forgiveness, which is great on one hand, but then right. he'd see him again the right. <laughs> next, next Saturday night. Right. Um, so you know that, that that seems like an odd thing to say. No, it's but, not. No, but, he's
0: it, you're you're making my point here is like we, something something happens, there's some kind of disconnect after Sunday for so many people that it's like, "Oh, I'm going to go live my life now for the next week."
1: Well, Monday happens and you you get right. up you get up to go to work and kids don't want to go to school and there's traffic and there's bad news and you know, maybe that's why the Sabbath is when it right. is. It's like the start of your week, um, so it, you quickly just get back. It, it's very easy to get back into to get away from it, right? So, but that is the bat. That is the downside. But I think you got to get yourself surround people that that understand that and and people that have lived it you know i i know here at new hope i've met people that that we'll talk about earlier in their life you know it was work 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 and it took a long time uh, to realize you know that they missed out on a lot of things mm-hmm. whether it was family or faith and so hopefully those people are teaching right. others hey look that's not as important exactly. as you think it is right now
0: which that kind of brings me to the discipleship element Yeah. Um, I've got a few verses here, but one of them is Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen through 20. It says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so our commissioning is to go forth and make disciples. Yeah. That means we're to be disciplers. Right. those who are already Christian or those who are more mature in the faith. But my thing is like, we have to build each other up. We have to sharpen each other. And if we're not digging into that kind of what you're saying here, you have to surround yourself with people who are like-minded people who are also seeking God. And if you surround yourself with those people outside of Sunday, every day it, you're not going to fall into that rut outside of that one day of the week you're or you're at least you're gonna be less likely to you know you're you're making the right steps,
1: yeah, but you have to have some sort of awareness that you need that absolutely, absolutely, you know um that that's that's where the it can get tricky, you have to be aware that that you're you're lost, right, even when things are great right and and I think that's what makes. Uh, witnessing, you know, uh, which gets into disciples, um, makes it difficult because you, you're, you're. How do you tell the your friend, same age, same background, doing well, family's good, good guy, right? How do you tell him he's lost, right? How do you convince him of that without losing your friendship, or he's looking at you like, what happened to you, right? <laughs> you know, that's it, been my experience. It's like some of the people that we have the exact same upbringing, you know, basically, you know, same income, same schools. Um, you know what, what happened that now I, I realized I'm, I needed God. I needed Jesus. I needed saved. How do you tell somebody they need that too, which is easy in theory, but there is a, a fear of.
0: You don't want to lose uh, your friend. You don't. You know. You don't. Right. wanna You don't want to. You you don't want to look like you're pointing the finger. But right. that's also not what Christianity's doing. It's it's saving. You know. Sure. But sure. it oh, yeah. is exposing something. And yeah. so I mean, without digging too deep on all this, because this could go. I mean, yeah. yeah. Could
1: and your it. intentions are great. Right. It, I mean, if if your friend or or even some you don't know knew what you were trying to do. Right. If they really understood. Right. That you're not, you know, I w- I'm not doing it from my glory. Or go look what I did, you know. Here, here's what I'm really trying. Here's I'm, I'm allowing God to use me to do this wonderful thing, more wonderful than really any of us know um, at this point till we're in our uh, eternal kingdom. How great this is, right? But it's still. One of the hardest things. Well, right. To, and to and do. for them,
0: I don't think it's always so tangible for non believers. And I think that, kind of what I'm talking about earlier, where we've, like our shortcomings as Christians, is that needs to be more tangible. We, I think we've gotten a little timid. I think we've gotten a little, we've gotten a whole lot less zealous. I mean, if you look at from the first believers to now, What it took to get from there to here. I mean, how many people laid down their lives for what they believed in? I mean, died because they wanted to further this message. And today we're like, well, I (laughs) kind of want (laughs) to sleep in. Well, that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and certainly, certainly a Western... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I don't think that's happening everywhere. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's a life uh, of comfort and security. Right. And and so that's kind of what I was talking about earlier, like the Western Hemisphere Church. Like, we, we definitely see things through a different lens than, say, someone living under a religious oppression in another country. Um, we don't have that, and therefore we've never really had to deal with it. Um, but... I, I read like verses that say, uh, I, I can't remember the exact verse off the top of my head, but it says, you know, the church they'll they'll know you by your love for one another, and I don't see that like interdenominationally. I guess is what I'm saying. Like you look at, oh man, I mean, there's thirty-seven thousand denominations in the world, thirty-seven thousand. That tells me we messed up because we're supposed to look like we love each other, but we just keep drawing more lines. You know what I mean? Like we just keep dividing and that's not what, where is the, where's our sense of trying to to reconnect and build bridges? You know, I mean, if one denomination believes, oh, well, you know, you have to be submerged and another one believes, oh, well, you can be sprinkled in baptism, you know, well, are we both now not, or is one of those not now a Christian? You know, like mm. we, I don't know that we can do that. We, we're we supposed to try and find that common ground. We're supposed to be believers together. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some beliefs out there that are clearly heretical and turn into this isn't Christianity anymore. But we have to be vigil and seek that out. My point is, what are we doing in order to reconnect with Groups that we might not have looked at as being on our side before—they believe in the same God, you know. What they're our brothers and sisters in Christ. Why aren't we connecting? That's a big C question. Yeah. That's that's the yeah. big church, and look, I don't have the don't, answer for that. One. <laughs> I don't have the answer either. But I'm, I, I I want people to hear this and think about that and care about that because I I know that we need to. Yeah,
1: probably a lot of our differences though aren't um as big as we think or they're not right. they're not necessarily salvation issues or you know some of them might be preference or something a little deeper um i hope you know if a if a church down the street does baptism or communion or you know uh offering slightly different you know hopefully that's not something that if we really had a crisis in this area that we couldn't get together you know, work together because of those. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it, it equates to, you know, if we brought it down a little smaller, just United States of America, that, uh, that sort of that melting pot kind of thing. We're all sort of different. Um, and people that come from other cultures bring things in. Um, But at some point, I mean, they even have churches. But there's things that you you if it's a melting pot, you melt into. You don't right. You don't change. uh, I mean, you can't change the teachings of Jesus, or you shouldn't be. No. Or or the intent or the meaning. No. Um, That's where that's where the trouble begins. But but anyways, I but you know, but so we look to this flag. I mean, that's what when we look at the flag, that's what we're looking at. We're here are the things we all believe in. Right. This is what binds us together as Americans. Um, you know, and you can lay those things out.
0: But there are differences. That's why we have different political parties. But we can all still say we're Americans.
1: Yeah, it's it's the point A to point B. Where's right. point B? This is where we want to be. Who we want to be. Where right. we want to go. We have, at least in the center. Right. We have differences on how to get there, so, and I think somewhat with the church, you know, we want to be in heaven, right? with With Jesus, okay, we're at point A. Now he's laid out the groundwork for us on that one, right? You know, right
0: now there, yeah. but there are differences on what that groundwork sure. looks like, right. right? Right, but but I mean, at the end of the day, we have to land at the same core, and just like. I guess it's like these traditions that we put up, and they everyone has them. It doesn't matter what group you mm-hmm. belong to. I mean, we've all got them, and it's like we we gotta be able to navigate through those to get back to okay. I don't care if you're an Nazarene or a Baptist or <laughs> you're right. you're a Catholic or whatever. Like it just you're. We all believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God that He died for our sins. That's the heart. That's the heart of the church the church is where two or more gather in the name of God. He's present, you know? And, and so, yeah, I, I think we need to see that reconnecting. I, I got into an argument on Facebook. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Great place to do that. <laughs> and I, I saw this shirt and I thought it was really cool. So I clicked on the picture and it was like the American sign language, uh hand signal for love. So kind of, you know, yeah. it, there, that's a controversial symbol, I guess. So I'm trying
1: to figure out how, how did this turn into a...
0: Oh, just wait. <laughs> so it, it was that hand, but it had a nail, like a like a hole from a nail mark in yeah. the middle of the palm. So it's clearly supposed to be Jesus's hand. And it, it says, this is for everyone. That's all it said. Okay. So it's saying, Jesus's love is for everyone. That's what the shirt says. And Very there offensive. is an extensive argument going on in the comment section about how this hand signal is the devil horns, and I'm like, no, it's the American Sign Language symbol for love. And so these people are like, well, no, it's too close. It's too close to the devil horns. And it's like, no, what? <laughs> like, how are you gonna let this thing? Like, God's working all things for the good. He's He's making all things new. How are we drawing more lines? on a symbol that literally means love. And we're saying it's a bad thing. Like we're looking for things to be mad about. And I mean, these were Christians arguing. I, or they said they were, I don't know. Did you buy the shirt? No, it was only 10 bucks. (laughs) I I still might, but. (laughs) but, but that's my point. Like we just keep putting up these walls. We just keep looking for reasons to say you're wrong. That's not right. And it's like, well, why aren't we sharpening each other? Why aren't we loving each other? Like, and I'm not saying we're not. Don't take this as the church has failed. The church has not failed. The church is winning. The church is God's. It will prevail. That's biblical. That's right. happening. But could we be doing a little better job in some areas? Absolutely. That's sanctification. Let's make it happen. That's sharpening. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I like this. is like, Hopefully
1: those. Are, that's kind of an outlier, though. Um but yeah, you you do get into that. And I and I don't know what what causes that. What it's like really. I, I mean, there's I think it's so. a lack
0: of education on scripture. I think I think we have to bring it back to the heart of like I don't read my Bible as much as I should. I know most Christians don't. Like I yeah. I try. I really do, but then like things get in the way, you know? And I think we have to prioritize scripture. And knowing the context and knowing why what was so we were ta- you and me were yeah. talking about this yesterday, but like just knowing the context of what scripture says, who it was being written to, why it was being written to them, rather than just taking what it says and then using it in whatever context you think it applies to, because that's yeah. dangerous, you know.
1: Yeah, on the good side though of, of getting back to traditions, there I think there is a good side because those are some somewhat of. Um, some bases for us as individual churches or, or large or even larger groups that we use to bring us together to look forward from, um, you know, it's same in your family. You you have traditions that you do. Um, some might even just be outright silly, you know, holiday traditions or something you do every year. Um, but, but, those are things that bring you together um that that give you some some common things Something to work to from. Bond over yeah um they get where they become troublesome is that you use the tradition to replace the, the, they or they keep you from moving forward or um, I mean there's some traditions that that change over time or go away. Um, certainly as you get older, anybody can think about this. I think about this with our family. You know, a few years ago we had a tradition of going to these certain places on Christmas. Well, people get older. People if people in your family die. Uh, there might be divorce. And all of a sudden those what you thought were traditions uh, have changed or gone away completely. Right. So you start a new tradition. Right. You know? And right. that lasts for a little while. Then your kids get older, and right. they go away to college, and they got different plans. Well, it <laughs> happens know. very much the same way right. in the church, right? So, right, so, right, so there's some traditions in the church that probably happen that over time need to go away if they're holding up. I mean, if you're fighting to hold on this tradition that probably has no value anymore, right? Um, you know that that's where they get. Right, in trouble, and I, I certainly understand that to some point because there are things that that brought you together, that you that you love, and, and it's important, and you to have you. great memories
0: of. There's right, almost a nostalgia attached to it. Yeah, can yeah. be,
1: and and so when that goes away, you know, I can see where that. I'm kind of a, well, I'm not kind of nostalgia is a big part of me. You love it, uh, yeah, I do, I do. <laughs> But, you know, a lot of some things just don't last and, you know, but you find new things. So, you know, and people look and, and I think part of it is people in memory. I've heard this like with vacations that when you pull, there was some pull down with people after they took vacation and, and their, their memories of how fun the vacation was pulled a lot higher than it pulled when the questions were asked to people during the vacation.
0: So, oh. so you, it's like it got better yeah, once you, they yeah. stopped.
1: Doing. You and your family went to Yellowstone and a month later Tom about it. Oh, it was great. We saw this and all that. Right. You forget about though, that, you know, all the, minor the way inconveniences. Yeah, right. You know, you guys all stopped at the restroom, but one didn't, then you had right. to stop, you know, or, you know, all these things. And it, so it's the same. I think maybe this is a horrible not very valuable <laughs> thing. But I think the same way that you know, um well, I've heard with 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 New Hope where we go to church that this church w- was a group of families that were in another church, they were they got together. I don't, I don't really remember the reasons why, but they there for a time, they met at a school. So they'd have to set it up. They'd have to do all the work. All of them. There was no maintenance guy or this pastor or worship. I mean, they did it. And their memory of that is great, you know, because they all had to work together. And that, there's, they, that bond, bound them together, and, and they have great memories of that. And then they started this church, and, you know, they didn't have somebody doing the work for them. They got together. Um, so they have great memories of these things and things they got started and so it's very looking back, they makes them very happy to think about those things, which they should. Um, so over time, when some of those things kind of go away or whatever, you know, they you want to hold on to that.
0: Um, but to grow, I mean, sometimes things have to change. I mean, oh you, sure, exactly. And and, I'm,
1: and and I'm not picking on anybody here to start, I, I, but I get that. Oh, absolutely, I get that. It, and, and that's not really a. a too big of a uh, it's not really a problem um but you but traditions
0: have do change right we we just can't get so stuck in our own personal and i mean each individual everyone looks at this same church how many members do we have here right now it's it's a lot yeah it's uh, hundreds you know each one of those people when they come here see something different they all see this through a different lens it is something different to every one of those people, and we can't let that become what we think church is. Right. Church yeah. is still, at the end of the day, it's the gathering of people that believe in Jesus Christ. It's the, it, it's making disciples. It's discipling. It's sharpening one another. It's all these different people. I guess this kind of plays into that. That, that kind of different view that everyone has benefits the body. You know, one is an ear, one is an arm, one, mm. is, you know, we're the, the body, the church is a body. Um, the the verse, um, 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty six says, what then, brothers, when you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation, let all things be done for building up. It's, each person's got something different to bring to the table, but we're all working to grow the church. And w- I hope that we can start building that outward and make reconnecting with other even denominations of the faith, the faith that see differently or just, just even within yeah. our own church, seeing people that don't think the same as us and saying, well, you know, you're still my brother, you know, you're still my brother in Jesus, even though we see the, this small detail differently, you know? Yeah. And,
1: and I've found for myself, especially the last, couple of years and I, I don't know why now but as I've gotten older um i it's easy we've talked about this it's very easy to get into an echo chamber of you know things that you oh yeah uh read on re- research on to to feed what you already believe so i found hey let's i want to go hear what the opposite side of whatever is saying and a lot of times I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. That is a different perspective, even with I may disagree with about everything else they say, but okay, I got one good nugget out of that and hmm, and then that leads to something else right um and hopefully that works the opposite way too with with people so yeah, you know we're currently in this pandemic, and there's other things going on in the country that. Yeah, this is time for churches to get together and not worry about the differences and what what do we have in common, right? Um, let's get together. Let's what can we do for our communities? Our the, you know the people that live in our neighborhoods and and build from there. Um, and some of these differences we have pro- are no big deal. Well, it would probably help part. us grow.
0: I mean, me, Jason has mentioned a million times that friction is what sharpens something. You know, yeah. like when we talk about iron sharpening iron biblically, that's friction. Friction yeah. is what's sharpening. So it's that difference. I mean, it's it's that tricky situation. It's that navigating through those tough waters. That's where you grow. And so being around people that don't think like you, that don't see like you, it helps you grow, whether that means you become more firm in your belief that you already held, or maybe that belief changes a little bit or something is added to it. Something's taken away. I don't know. But yeah, I I think, like, I think we, we get stuck in those echo chambers. Kind of like you're saying, we, we kind of make a a, a, 37,000 different (sighs) bubbles. (laughs) Uh, You know,
1: you think of the number of churches you see in a, in an area, is there really a? I mean, there might be a few, but most problems can't. If the churches were all really working together, could really make a difference in those. You
0: could knock it out of the park, man. I mean, if every came together. I would think. So. I, mean,
1: I mean, some. But some things are hard and difficult and take a long time, a lot of commitment.
0: Um, but. Okay. Well, I mean, look at or an the Amish church. community. <laughs> look at an Amish community. They, they can put up a barn in a day. It's unreal. I mean, have you ever watched those yeah. time-lapse videos? Yeah. Imagine if if so when something happened, every church came together and just said, all right, we're going to get this done. You know, like. And that's what it's going to take, though.
1: really. and I mean, th- some of these, I mean, uh, take a huge one, homeless. Yeah. And there's no easy solution to that. I, I can't think of a church that could figure that out. I don't know if twenty but it, it would if a lot of churches got together right you'd have a lot of talents a lot of experience and and did it the right way or you know in a loving way and the commitment what kind of difference could we make in central indiana right or, or anywhere um, but that's that's the hard part right you, got, you need a you need a champion of that and champions champions to (laughs) to pull that together um but yeah and our differences would are then minor right i mean they really are i mean if somebody comes in to new hope and they like hymns and not the music to hear
0: okay great all right
1: i i hope brother you find that that church and if that's the way you're going to connect with God and a community of believers. Okay. Right. You know, I, I that's, um, you know,
0: that's fine. I, and I yeah. think, I think we need more of a mentality like that. Yeah. We, we got to quit looking at churches as a business. We got to quit yeah. looking at it like, well, we need butts in seats so we make money. It's no, no, we need people connecting with, with Jesus.
1: That's what we need. And all, and then the other stuff that we get caught up in just falls
0: into place. Absolutely. Anyways. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, I think I think we tackled quite a bit, man. We <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, well, no, look, look. I didn't say we answered questions. We definitely didn't do that. But we pondered things, and that's what the point of this was. I wanted to. I just wanted to lay some kind of controversial, weird things out on the table. Some that get talked about. Some that don't. And just kind of navigate those a little bit. Um, I do. I want to read this verse from Ephesians two nineteen through twenty two. Uh, It says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. And so with everything we just kind of mentioned, I hope that people will listen to this and think how can I start reaching out and growing with people who love Jesus that I might not see eye to eye with because he's our cornerstone and from that we're building we're being built into a holy temple
1: uh, yeah just real quick and, and reading that verse I think I mean there, there are certainly movements that have happened historically in the world that started with a very small group of people mm-hmm. you know the abolitionists you know, there's there, there's several examples of very small groups that that started big movements. You know, so there's no reason the church, the body, couldn't do that either.
0: Absolutely, I mean, the, that's
1: not a question. That's the, that's no that's absolutely what we can do.
0: Well, and, and to solidify that point, the the Christian church is is it the biggest religion in the world today? I think so. I believe it is. If not, it is one of. But you have to understand it started with twelve twelve yeah. Jewish guys. <laughs> I mean like thirteen I guess. But and from that just blood, sweat, tears, lives laid down, families split, it was tough, but they turned this into the biggest religion in the world. And why can't we why can't we gain that zeal today? We can. We just have to figure out how. And so, yeah, I, I hope that listening to this uh, blesses whoever's listening to it. Thank you, Jimmy, for hanging out with me. Hey, thank you. Just uh, kind of spitballing <laughs> with me. And uh, yeah, so thank you guys for listening and stay salty.